Ask Ashley. Yep, that's me. And me. <laughs> oh, best friend. We killing them. No, no friends. Get rid of them. Oh, these no niggas. Yeah, I ain't feeling them. Yeah. It's just me and my ten of them. And it's red. We're recording. Amazing. Yesterday we um, recorded probably almost an hour of podcast and we didn't actually push record. So that was fun. I've lost entire episodes that I recorded virtually with guests that are strangers to me. And did you want to literally stab the world? I, I had an author. It was the first time I ever did this like mini episode and she was so kind and generous. And I, and this was in the beginning and I emailed her and I was like, Crystal, (laughs) this is my nightmare. (laughs) I'm going to cry right now. I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so like, I was so embarrassed. It never happened before. And she was like, here's my availability later this week. And we like got it done. But I, I still love her. She came to LA finally and took her out because I'll always love her. Yeah. It was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'm against recording remotely because more times than it worked, it didn't work. We've had major remote fails. This is why you have other podcasters on the show. Truly, I've learned everything I know about podcasting. I've learned from other having other podcasters Podcasters. as guests. Yeah, Like, oh, you don't do this? I'm like, sure don't. (laughs) And they're like, I've been doing this forever and it's the only thing that is works in the world. And you're like, great, I'm a moron. Well, now is a good time. Yeah, and (laughs) I'm getting to intro this because this girl is... A very, very special person to me. I'm going to cry. I <laughs> hate introductions. <laughs> okay, so to my right, I have Tracy Thomas Casey. She does not want to be called Tracy Casey because it rhymes. I don't go by Casey. You just leave it. I'm just Tracy Thomas. You just leave it alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goodbye to your husband, Jake. Sorry to this man. If he would have had a name that was more, less. Less of a rhyme. Yeah. I, okay, at the time when we got married, I think that I would have taken his name. But even now, even if his last name was like Jones. Jackson or whatever, yeah. I, I still think I would be Tracy Thomas. Thomas. I, just, I like being a Thomas. I like it too. Hmm. Okay, so we have Tracy Thomas. She is a podcaster. She has a podcast called The Stacks. It is a podcast about books and the people that read them. Ooh. <laughs> I did that. I was also a guest on her podcast and I am someone who doesn't read a book and she made me and it was a great experience. Yeah, you read a book. No, you did. But you actually had books to talk about. You talked about your devotional things. I did. Things I've never heard of. You talked about reading in like high school. Nothing that ever hit the bestsellers list. She's Jewish. Yeah, I'm Jewish, not religious really at all. It was really, it was a learning moment for me. But you were on and you were great. We did Shonda Rhimes' book. Yeah, it was really good. I remember that. She was a little bit nervous. She was super nervous. I was so nervous. But as someone who knows that you're much smarter than me, because she is also my god sister. So essentially, we've grown up together. I've known her essentially as long as I've known life. I know that she's much smarter than me. And she was going to make me read a book and talk about it. And I was terrified. And you did a great job. And people still talk about it as one of their favorite episodes. People loved the Shonda Rhimes episode. What's interesting about the show is that I have an audience that's definitely people who read a lot, who love to read, who are big readers, who listen to every episode. And then because we do a book club also, there are people who might 
Google search or like podcast search for a book title and might come across an episode never having listened to the Mm. show. And so then there's also people who just follow whatever the guest is, right? Like if I have a guest and they post on their social media, they might come and listen to the show. So while the audience, I think mostly is people who like books or read books, I hear a lot from people who are like, I actually don't read that much, but I like learning what the book is about. Or I'm curious. So I think that the show is interesting, even if you don't read or haven't read the book, or even if you're not familiar with the guest. I think the book, a lot of the time, is the least interesting part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time, it's like how people interact with the book or how they think about what they've written. Outside of just being very smart, right? You're also quick. You're also (laughs) funny. You're also entertaining, right? So like those other things, those other things come up in your podcast that are not always teachable moments. Like your perspective on life is is funny to me like we i think time. that you yeah. see the world like through damn i love that lens, I wanna, <laughs> that lens can i try those on for a few days yeah, <laughs> okay, sure. cool. it's i'm a weirdo it's, it's true a, it's a it's a very it's it's dope so how crazy slash interesting was it last year when there was this mass interest in authors of color um <laughs> <laughs> all of like all of a sudden pe- the world discovered that black people black write people books write books <laughs> well, it was like i mean it was everything right like weren't you on lists of like black stylists yeah. Like, like yeah black women on the internet yeah. it's like, okay like i saw an insane growth Bro. of my instagram page in a way that i'm still reckoning with and still feel really icky about but i have to remind myself that my show was doing what my show was doing before george floyd obviously not before police were murdering black people, right? Right, Like, But like before this recent interest and discovery of black people. And I also feature white authors all the time. Asian authors. Very multicultural. Well, people get weird and they'll be like, oh, it's a show about black books. And I'm like, well, I mean, sure. But also, no, I have all sorts of people on the podcast. And it's really like the lin- the way that I think about the show. And I always have from the beginning is I want to talk about the books that I want to talk about in the way that I want to talk about. Yeah, them. it's like my that, podcast. Which is why I started. This. Right, exactly. <laughs> Every time I get someone reaches out and like, do you want to do this book? I'll be like, I don't want to talk about that. So yeah. no. And yeah. so like, that's always been my driving force. Mm-hmm. So I have to remember, you know, that. But it was weird as f- when people were like, black people exist and they've written books Books. have you heard of james baldwin yeah you're like i'm like oh "Oh my god i want to die i remember having one of the most uncomfortable conversations with my boss at the time who thought she was having a comfortable conversation with me Mm -mm. asking me if i could recommend five books for her by black authors to read and while i could right didn't want to yeah. No. Particularly when there are podcasts like the stacks that are out here, when there are articles that you can read Do and some research. research. I Listen, don't ask the only lists. black person you know. Right. And they exist. I mean, like, that's my job. I wrote a list for Business Insider when all that was going on that was 11 books by black authors that are not sold out right now. So it was like not the Ibram Kendi, not mm-hmm. like it was like all the ones that weren't on the yeah. big list and I posted an an- I think I was one of the first people to do that like anti-racist reading list mm-hmm. okay. I did it I think that was part of the reason that the show blew up so quickly because people were sharing it and then all of a sudden it was like people's list in the New York Times and this and that yeah. and then I felt like an asshole because I was like this is a dumb thing now like I was like this is like, actually I started my lane this, I started this and I didn't know it was gonna yeah, turn not like, even it was gonna- I started it but yeah. then it started being really saturated and like these books aren't gonna save you from being a racist this yeah. is a tool for people who are already reading and already familiar with racism I kind of made the list being like this is something if you're feeling a little bit lost yeah and then it became want to not be racist read Brit Bennett's book 
the vanishing half and you'll be cured. And I was like, I don't, I That's no longer want to be a part said. of that. Yeah, not what yeah. I, said. I actually went on to do a post that was, your books will not save you. Yeah. Your books cannot save you. If this is what you're holding on to is like, you've read Toni Morrison, you're done. Yeah. Period. It doesn't not make you yeah. realist. <laughs> this like, is not going to save it's you. It's not going to help. If you guys haven't checked out The Stacks. The Stacks. Where can they find you on? You're on every platform now? I'm everywhere. You got your podcast. Okay. Apple Podcasts, okay. Spotify, Google Play, whatever. Wherever. Google Pods. Stitcher. Or whatever you whatever. do. I don't know. You can also go to my website, thestackspodcast.com. Big Instagram. So okay. the Instagram is not just episodes of the show. I review every single book that I read period. And that is about 100 books a year. So plenty of reviews. Every book I've read since 2018 is reviewed on the page, all sorts of book stuff. So if you're Mm -hmm. into books or you're like, I want to know what to be reading for this or whatever is coming up, that's a great place to go. If you're trying to get into reading, I do a ton of book recommendations over there. So if that's like your jam in the stacks pod on Instagram. You also mentioned outside of her being a podcaster, yeah. she's also your god sister. She is my Me. god sister. We've kind of self-coined that term, but whatever. Like yeah. it's what we feel in our heart. I was going to ask yeah. that because I've spent years never really knowing your actual okay. relationship. So our dads were best friends. Okay. Like since the 70s. Yeah, like Okay. Prior to us, long before we were met in mommy and me shit. No, No. like real. Like they were actually like road dogs. Like they were ride or dies. Like they were the very best of friends. And so we just grew up vacationing together, just visiting each other all the time. She would come to Seattle. I would go, go to the Bay. It just became, they were, they're an extended part of family. Yeah. And so I, they, we just, that's my brother and sister, yeah. essentially. Like but like, then it confuses people. Yeah. So then we say God brother because it feels like that people can sense. digest that. We really grew up together. together. Like Ashley was the person who taught me through the door how to put in a tampon. It did not work. <laughs> it did not but work. But she was there. I had but to I was, for the pads. I, it was four days after my 13th birthday. <laughs> Very iconic. Yeah, we've had like literal sister moments. You have to stop at this. Okay, so stop. Okay, go. <laughs> I Take can literally back. remember sitting outside yeah. your bathroom door so i got my period which honestly of the whole thing that's the least memorable part like yeah. you know some people are like i got my period and i was traumatized or like i was so excited and i got my period i feel like my mom and pam went and got like a box of tampons and they were like trying to tell me and i was like i don't get it and then ashley was like i'll do it and then came and sat outside the door slid the instructions you know with the actual like yeah, yeah. The bad vagina and like the uterus <laughs> the whole image and i was like i can't get it and she's like you have to like put it on an angle and i was like it hurts like i can't get it and then i feel like someone put like vaseline on it i think i definitely put vaseline she tried to lube up your tampon it was like the cardboard ones not the like yeah not the there were no pearls around that this was this was a long time ago not that long (laughs) long but not that long and i couldn't get it and i think i cried and then you guys were like just use a pad and then i think someone had to like go get pads because i don't think anybody had them in the house we've had this conversation so we both so your first experience with your period the suggestion was a tampon and not a pad i i think so i I, there could have been a pad option but i wanted to try a tampon like ashley could have been like no you want to use she was like a dancer and she was active like no one wants to have a pad and i think that's why because i played volleyball so no one wants to have a pad so i think i was 
I probably could have been influential in trying yeah. to force a tampon on her because I felt like yeah, I she think would that, be more comfortable. That sounds right. I feel like someone was like, well, we could go get pads. And Ashley was like, no, you need to use a tampon. And we've had the conversation actually how we don't think that children should be putting tampons in when they first get their periods. Yeah, but when you're a child also trying to tell a child, did you have just your a period? slightly older child. Yeah, because yeah. she's older than me. Oh, you yeah. already had We're, your period. Uh, yeah, I think we're four years apart. Yeah. Got it. You I'm there already- like 17, like, yeah. oh no, this is what you're going to do. You're yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. to do this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now as a mother, no, you're not sticking anything in yeah, your like, vagina. Could you imagine her giving, Charlie could get her period any day now. And I, I mean, look, this, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think you should get her to use a tampon. <sighs> the embarrassment factor with the pad is way higher. I definitely had an experience where I got a period through my gray sweatpants in high school, my freshman year. And that was very bad. Because you had heavy periods, I remember that. No, I have very light periods. How dare you? Well, why did you bleed through? Yeah, because and I honestly, you bleed through a tampon faster than because no, there's I was nothing using blocking a pad. you. I, I it just think, it got dislodged. Yeah, it, I don't. Oh, I was probably oh, trying to wear oh, blood went yeah. to the right. <laughs> this is sister status. I we got sister status, and then now she also has twin boys, so she's joined me in the mommy club. Honestly, your boys are so cute. They're cute. There They're are cute. kids that sometimes you're like, oh, your kids are cute. No, I've been on your page and been like, oh my god, you know, like you zoom in on their faces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They are no. really stunning looking children. No, they're actually like they're beautiful cute. boys. They're truly available for <laughs> pickup truly at available. any time. <laughs> oh, and have you picked them up yet? No. Well, no, we've been in. I COVID mean, is hard. The and fact that the right, matter is they were COVID. born December 2000. Yeah, 2019. So then we three, went. At three months, we were in lockdown. Lockdown. Mm-hmm. And she was very COVID safe. Still is. COVID, yeah. I'm still I mean, she's intense. gotten a little. I mean, now that. She, she's vaccinated, but still, yeah, you know, yeah. and she's not someone I ever wanted to mess with because if I ever gave her COVID, I would never be able to forgive myself. Yeah. So I was Truly. like, I'm just staying away. And I heard you on one of your episodes talking about how you guys were so COVID safe. Whoop, 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 and and like, I got, got COVID it. and I'm sitting listening being like, this bitch ain't COVID safe. Well, I was COVID safe. Deshaun was not. And that was the problem. Therefore, I was not. Right. But I but was even not. Even your COVID safe. Was thank you wildly dangerous to I me. I was like, I'm like Ashley. You're on set every day. I know. Yeah, I would have quit my job. I got to come to their first birthday, but I had to stay outside. Yeah, we had I made to stay outside. She opened was, the doors and the table where they sat up with their cakes and stuff, and I like I bought them their little smash cakes, and I like oh, just stayed outside on the little deck. And then we went outside and had lunch outside. Like yeah. we didn't, but you know, it was yeah. a scary time. They were brand new babies. And they're your, like you, not like you have other children. No. This yeah. is your first go at two. it. Yeah. Like, first the, it. And I never, I mean, and I felt that way too, because I was like, God forbid I be the one. Yeah. Like I would never live it yeah. down. It no. would be the worst. Were you in Tracy's wedding? I had no wedding party. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What was really important to me and my husband was that, the night of course it's like about us but we really wanted our guests to have a good time and like my vision for the night was that i wanted it to we got married in a museum and we wanted i wanted it to feel like it was black tie that everyone who showed up was like all of our friends crashed the met gala so like everyone we wanted it to feel like a party and we also wanted to acknowledge people that were there so every single seat where everyone sat i had written a personalized handwritten note to like thank them it was shut up how many people One hundred and thirty. 
five. <gasps> yeah. That's still, yeah. That's so like still. we did a lot of things like we didn't do a bouquet toss. We didn't have a par- wedding party. Also, like I have really fashionable, hot friends and I wanted them to look hot. I didn't want them to have to wear a maroon dress that <laughs> yeah, was like yeah. sort of frumpy. That's, like Ashley wore she a hot. She would have given you hell yeah, anyway. Yeah. She wore a hot V-neck gold lame thing, like <laughs> yeah. really sexy. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want it to be. What do I care? I'm going to wear a wedding dress. I'm going to look beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to get the pictures that I want. Why do I care if you're standing next to me in purple or we took pictures before together? Yeah. Like we did all that stuff. We yeah, had yeah. moments, but like yeah. I didn't. A lot of it the wedding great. stuff I don't care about. Yeah, it was it was great. Do you still have pictures? I need to see this gold dress. I'm sure I have. Some. I like I yeah. have a deep V. Yeah, boobies out. Well, you know okay. I love my boobs. You know Ash. Okay. You know any opportunity. Any opportunity to show my tits, I do it. Something that I found on the internet this week was an article I read in Elle magazine. And it said, as big weddings return, let's not bring bridesmaids culture bridesmaid culture back with them. I'm yeah. with it. I don't f- with a bride. I would the only person I would ever be a bridesmaid for would be you. Thank you. Well that's, it. that's why I thought that I should bring this to the to the thing. Yeah. Because we had a bridesmaids conversation. Yeah. And I said, as one of Ashley's close friends, the only person I wouldn't be upset with her choosing as her maid of honor is Tracy. Ooh. I felt like Tra- I feel like you're yeah. the safe that none of her friends in her yeah. whole life could I would not cause a fight. Yeah. Like, no, like yeah. any of your other friends, it would be a thing. Like, why did she pick Anna and not Ashley? Or like or why that? did she pick Ashley? Yeah. She didn't even know them when they met. Or yeah. why did I- No. I feel strongly that I would be the safest bet. The safest. But here's the thing. I also would be the maid of honor that's like, and I'm delegating all my planning duties to everyone else. And please pick a nice dress and someone make sure that I look pretty and who will do my makeup and I will be there. And can I wear flats? Like yeah. that will be my maid of honor. And I'll we give a lovely speech. We had a whole speech. fight over her wedding because she wanted to wear sneakers and it was like a whole thing. But then we found these sparkly ones and wait, I was like, wait. fine. Like sneakers under a long dress? Yeah. Yeah. That you no one would see? Yeah, Ashley is bullies me. <laughs> I just felt like at some point you should put on a heel. I never yeah, for did. photos or but something. But I wore would a not. sandal and then I wore a sneaker. <laughs> this is A plus. Yeah. So you lost. Definitely. <laughs> and honestly, how hard was that for you? Talk about tough. my wedding shoes all the time Whatever. and how cute they were. They were Whatever. the star of the wedding. All right, on a scale of one to ten, how were her wedding shoes? They were they were great. They weren't a ten. No, they were not. I want to know 10. Ashley's oh. rating. <laughs> They she were gold. They were gold. Me. Little gold sparkly kids. That's cute. Yeah, okay. I was okay, fine okay. when she showed me. I was like, I was fine. But like, don't you want to like maybe start the day in something like, oh, it's it's a uh, it's stoned out and like, oh, you can stick your foot up like this and everyone will see. No, okay, fine. Where's a gold kid? I yeah. like it. Good. Honestly, you know, one to ten. She I did would it give because yeah, 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 yeah. No, she did I, it because she knows gold is my favorite color, and that was the only way. A sparkly cat is cute, yeah, actually. I would cute. up it from a it six. Was cute. Up I it think up. it was a six. Like, yeah. Look, if I was a kind of person who could wear a very high heel all night and be comfortable, yeah. but the thing about a wedding dress is you have to get it altered for your shoes. So if you wear a high heel and then you switch to a sneaker, you're tripping on your dress all night. Yeah. And also, a wedding is a long day for the bride and groom or mm. grooms or brides or whatever because you start getting your makeup done at like 8 a.m. and all that shit and then you have to go take the pictures and then you're walking around all night. I can attend a wedding in a heel. Yeah. I cannot be part of a wedding in a heel. Yeah. I let her live. Yeah. yeah. And I had a great and that night. shows how much I love her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't complain once about my feet hurting. And it, you know how many brides didn't. don't complain about their feet hurting? Zero. Zero. Right. Everybody, Everybody can play heel all day. Yeah, yeah. No, it is true. 
sorry. I digress. Uh, no, you're all good. Yeah. But anyways, the articles basically said that since we're emerging from the pandemic and we're all, a sh- we're all quote unquote changed people, yeah. why not change this tradition? That the average bridesmaid is actually expected to pay about $1,200 per wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And all the women earn 82.3 cents on the dollar compared to men. We spend disproportionately mm. on our friends' weddings or their nuptials than yeah. men do. Right. I, I think it's too expensive. Being one of your bridesmaids would cost way more than $1,200. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because you just have only to have like five the dress bridal itself showers. Is at, the dress is at 12 to 15 on the low end. Yeah. And then the bridal shower. It hasn't been I mean, tailored the- yet. And we have to use her tailor. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cleo's except, definitely it's doing custom. it. Yeah. They're custom. But I did never thought about the idea of canceling the tradition because yeah. of what it costs to your friends. Yeah. I just think it's, I also was a very low key bride. I didn't want any dick straws. Remember, I was very aggressively. First of all, no, you, matching, you shirt. Did you no do- matching shirts, no dicks, no Not bucket, all the rules. No, no sashes. No, I just wanted this to go have a weekend. This is a slightly sad story. It, this is a sad story. Oh, no. Sorry, but we're talking about it now. So... <laughs> Deshaun called off our wedding. I think it was the same week as Tracy's bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So I had helped plan it. Mm-hmm. I had dick straws. I, I had, had penis stuff. No it was already like I was ready. And then he called off my wedding and it was lights out for me. Yeah. And she understood. And yeah, so I didn't course. actually end up attending, which go. is why she didn't get any dick straws because I had them. <laughs> I had a whole bag of dick stuff. <laughs> And my other friend, I don't know if you remember this, my another sad story, my other very good friend, her boyfriend had passed away a few months before our wedding. Mm-hmm. And so she came for one day of the bachelorette. And I was like, you don't have to come. Like she didn't end up coming to the wedding because she had to work because she now was like, they were almost engaged. It was yeah. very sad. But my bachelorette party was very low key, period. But yeah. because of like everyone else's stuff, it just, again, like, I just think a wedding should be a good thing. And yeah. if it starts to be a hard thing for the people that you want to be there, like yeah. then you're doing it wrong. I agree. Before I read the article, I saw the title. I was just like, why would you ever? Yeah. Then as I read the article and honestly speaking to the only married woman in the room, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you're from your perspective, you're right. Yeah. Is that sometimes you should probably think about other people other than yourselves and what you want. And you'll end up probably with the best. You'll have more fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can we eat something? I'm starving. Yeah. Oh my okay. I've been waiting this whole Oh time. my God. Sorry. <laughs> this episode of Ask Ashley the Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. We can split a fish filet if you want, Ash. We can share. Have you ever had a fish filet? But I only got hot mustard. I got ketchup. I love hot mustard. Sweet and sour sauce is the only well, way. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> on, the, on the app, typically I like to... Typically, I'm a two um, dipper. I dip hot mustard and then sweet and sour. Mm. I like the combo. It would only give me an option to choose one type of sauce. It sure, sure did. Actually, mm-hmm. how I got the five ketchups, I was in the same boat as you. Yeah. They have their own beverages, sides. Oh. It's now condiments. And you can order your sauces oh, one at a time. Dang. I know it's a lot. I miss Who that because then I would have been a two dipper Pass me that food, though, please. Also, but eating into a microphone is a disaster for listeners. It's like what the girls call on YouTube. They have those AMR or ASR. Oh, yeah, ASMR. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, my God. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I've always wondered, what does that acronym stand for? ASMR. I don't know, but it's something about, it's like, I don't know. People get off on listening to. Yeah, 
and, people and, eat food. But it's all, it's all sorts of. Have you guys ever seen the ones where they like cut the soap? Or like shave the soap. <laughs> that shit is kinky to me. <laughs> it turns you on. It's very satisfying. I don't mind it actually. It's pretty satisfying. I'm gonna take my headphones off. <laughs> my kids will be so proud if we have an ASMR video with McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Look. Gotta get, to- get the camera to zoom all the way Listen. in. <laughs> my favorite of those videos though are when people put things in color coded order, which is not exactly the same, but I, when something gets organized, <laughs> you are, Oh my God. I love organization so much. I watch some with chase where it's let's imagine the color palette is purple. They take every purple piece of makeup that they could find and they take slime and then they dump the makeup into the slime and they mix it up into this beautiful like violet <laughs> color which is like a combination of all these purple eyeshadows and lipsticks and this i'm like yo don't yeah. ever do that to mommy's makeup Mm-mm. but it is so AS- it's gonna happen to my asmr makeup. actually stands for autonomous sensory meridian response come on that was never gonna get it never never, never. here i had got a six-piece happy meal and i'm loving it you know how i know i could never be on reality tv i'm just sitting on this camera just eating food you know on reality tv they'll be like mm, i love this dinner it's so dinner. good well as someone as a, a, a alumni of reality television they'll cut it who is in charge of the sound for this podcast because they're gonna have to cut out my chewing it is disgusting i can no, hear myself chewing and i'm embarrassed but i'm also not stopping <laughs> No, that really happened to me on yeah. Wags. You know that, right? Yeah. Freak, well, reality TV. Yeah. yeah. It was awful. Do you see that now, though, as someone that's been on reality TV now when it happens? Or like, oh, they'll yeah. put the over and you're like, it's a shot of them what? doing something else. And you're yeah, like, yeah, I can now hear when that person did not say that in the moment and they made the person say it later and fed it into the moment. Yes. It's- it's, it's clear. Crazy. They it's call that Frankenbites. Frankenbites. That's what it's called in the industry. Oh, I love this. Because yeah. it's like you're put piecing. Yeah, like Frankenstein. Exactly. I love this. Ooh, like us. so, like a lot of times when they do like the promo where I can't believe Ashley did that, and it's like yeah. a backflip into the pool, but they put it up against like us fighting or something, yeah. and so then it looks like Ashley. I can't believe she did that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they did to me. Yeah. They made me Was say, there any scene that you can remember in particular? Uh, yeah, it was a scene that I got an immediate email because I tweeted about it because it was so f***ed up. They made this scene where Deshaun was getting traded to the Redskins. Okay. We already knew it. They made me believe that I was making a scene about him getting traded. So they were like, here, get on the computer and type in Deshaun, like rumor, like Deshaun Goldson trade rumors and and i was like okay like i'm researching it you know mm-hmm. like where's he gonna go because part of it is like oh as a wag you never right, know right, you're right, where right. you're yeah. gonna be the next day right so i'm researching it i'm like okay whatever so i type in deshaun goldson trade rumors and they're like okay just type in deshaun goldson rumors i was like okay <gasps> so i typed in deshaun goldson rumors they fed the scene into the same episode as Deshaun calling off the wedding to me believing that he called off the wedding because he was cheating on me and now I'm googling Deshaun Goldson rumors and they literally edited a sentence for me to say I think Deshaun is cheating on me but I never said that I said I think I don't think Deshaun is cheating or like I probably said it I think Deshaun and then something about Sasha's husband cheating on her or something like I know I stand here in my 
truth, knowing that I would never in God's green go earth go and look in a camera like this and be like, I think Deshaun is cheating on me. <laughs> Who does that? But Yikes. that was what was on the thing. And so I went on Twitter and I was like, this editing is bullshit. Or like, I couldn't take it. <laughs> then and then immediately I immediately got, got an email oh. from NBC Universal and was like, if you don't take that down, you your contract, you're in breach of contract and f- you Did take you it down. Did you think about it like this contract for a second? I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, delete. Damn it. <laughs> Fine. Damn it. <laughs> the man wins again. Yeah, so anyways, that's my story. But that's also why you have so much hate in your heart for reality show producers yeah i have a i believe reality television show producers are some of the scum of the earth but do you, you do think that we could be good ones yes, yes. okay <laughs> do you remember when your dad refused to sign any yeah. of the yeah it was amazing me and my dad had this amazing scene and it wasn't bad but my dad was like i'm not being a part of this because well i think because then deshaun called off the wedding and then he, my dad peeped oh this is about to be a hot mess yeah. And so he wouldn't sign the paper. Like not even to be at Charlie's birthday party or anything. He was at Charlie's birthday party down in the house with all the producers. And they were like, please sign this, Mr. North. And, and he, he was, was like, like no. no, where's my Budweiser? Yeah. Like literally. <laughs> like, and I they had to loved go down. the storyline. Oh, my dad's an athlete. Of course. Uh-uh. They yeah. couldn't do it. Period. I Done. remember at that birth at the Charnival, I spent a bunch of time downstairs with your dad just like shooting the shit. And I was yeah. like, Billy, come upstairs. Like, I can't because I don't sign their thing. <laughs> trapped in the basement yeah he was it was bad oh man yeah i think that there are some reality television producers that have actual souls but i think most of them are soulless lifeless despicable creatures i said it i said what i said go all the way i said what i said i think that they they are set up to essentially like if you probably went down a list and put all these lists of reality television stars or whatever on a list Mm -hmm. and we went and said whose life got ruined or whose relationship broke up or who's this over whatever percentage it's it's negative and Mm -hmm. that's the goal they are trying to bring whatever negativity out of your life that they can and that's actually if you think about it how up is that well what's really up is it's actually kind of why i watch reality television i know is to watch other people's messes to feel better about About my own like oh thank god i could be going through that and that's why you know they're also i mean guess what it's a special character they're smart they're smart to do this because they understand that people love negativity and we're gonna feed off of other people's negativity and i love reality television but being on the other side of it and being one of the players that's being manipulated it felt really really bad yikes do you feel like people Uh who stay on reality television shows are oblivious to how they're being played no i think i think that I think that people that succeed and live in that life for a long period of time are people who just really desire attention. I can think about even the girls that were on my show and the lies and the stuff that they made up and literally making up entire lives. To be on the show. To be on the show. And then to sit there and fight with girls that they don't even know and pretend like we're friends that are fighting. Like, who wants to do that? I'm like, this is, I'm not. And that's why I was out. But there were girls that was like, this is amazing. Like, this is making my career. I'm like. Any like, news for them is good news. It could be it good, be it bad. They don't care. News And is some news. people don't care. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to live in my 
actual life and be happy. Yeah, right, right. So that's where I had to part ways because I'm like, oh, okay, so my actual life and what you want me to show on TV don't match up. So I'm either gonna play this game or I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, mm. yeah. I never met a person in my life that was successful on reality TV that had something to lose. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's like the moment there is something to lose that's not built on your presence of the show. Yeah. Like a Portia before she married this billionaire yeah. African guy, right? Like the show provided me the platform and the outlet to sell my bed sheets or my this or my that yeah. or whatever. And so fine. Yes, you could lose your companies if you don't show your face on this show every week. But that's it. <laughs> right. But I, I mean, like something to lose, a... like a family, a career, uh, something you've invested your time and energy in before. Because the chances cameras. are, if you continue on, you will lose it. Imagine if I just would have went on to be this reality TV star and continued with WAGS. You think Kevin would like I, you think I would still be working with Kevin? Like, mm. no, now I've become a liability. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. So you, ha you have to make a decision. Do you want a real life or do you want a reality television life? And a lot of people want that reality television life and that's fine. Didn't work for me. Yeah. And I want to, now I guess if I saw one of the producers, I'd be like, hey, but for a while there, I Only was Only like, a decade later, she might've let the ha hate in her heart go. say hi. <laughs> there were two of them up there that could get all the smoke yeah. at a certain period of time, but. Ashley and I have tossed around a Deary and Queen meme a couple times on this show when we talked about how important it is to have more substance and this, that, and the third. And there's a meme that says you don't need to, re you don't need bigger boobs. You need to read better books. Hey. <laughs> Maybe you need to not watch so much reality TV and pick up a book that's going to fill your mind with something other than what we're being bombarded with on a daily basis. I'm a big fan of books. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I agree. Well, what I want to say is that I had a, I had a friend who has a 16-year-old daughter in Miami, a mm. teenager who is, loves makeup and fashion and clothes and boys. And he went through her phone and saw some things that he decided this is the last straw. I am taking her phone. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, do you know any good books <laughs> for a 17-year-old girl because I'm taking her phone and she will have nothing and she's going to read until I decide <laughs> to give like her, her dad. <laughs> until I decide to give her her phone back. That's where Tracy's love of books came from. Also. <laughs> yeah. I was just kidding. I was a good kid, unlike yeah. some people. Hmm. Who was the other? Who was not? I a don't good know. Kid? It was my brother. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't talking about. Me. Oh, okay, okay. So I was stuck. You didn't have any good books for young people. I had all of the young people books for my generation. Oh. Okay, there are so many. Do you guys have like probably have a lot of moms who listen to this? Or? Yeah. So I want you to okay. share what there are we need. so many good books for young people right now. It's insane, especially young kids <gasps> of color. There's just like this incredible amount. There's just incredible authors who are people of color, queer people, gender nonconforming, like. Uh, people who are disabled, just like all sorts of things, fat people, like, like whatever you identify, whatever with, you world, are, yeah. there are authors who are writing about that, mm -hmm. who are writing for you. So this is obviously not a comprehensive list, but I have to start with, you guys have to look him up. He's so hot. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Hot guy. He's my author crush. A one. Yeah. His name is Jason Reynolds. Okay. He's a bay. Hopefully he'll be listening because he is also a fan of the stacks. He's yeah. been on the show. He's so cool he is the 
the you know how there's like a poet laureate okay mm-hmm. he's the young people's laureate right now and he just got signed up for the first ever third term smells great <laughs> she's we, selling him all right come here let me I have find to him on the gram I, I have never met anyone who has interacted with jason reynolds who does not think that he is the sun and the moon and that includes children yeah grannies the whole thing but like he's so the way he uses words he's i think i think he's around our age i want to say he's like maybe 38 okay maybe 37 i don't know but he he gets young people. He loves young people. And that's like where it stems from. And a lot of these authors I'm going to mention, they really love young people. And yeah. so they are writing to them. They're not writing to us. And and the thing that's great about Jason is he's so good with words. Like his book, I think I bought it for Charlie, actually. Yeah. Um, it, it, one of his more recent books called Look Both Ways. Okay. I loved it so much as an adult. I cried. Like I was moved by it. And I've heard from so many. It's middle grade. So it's for a little bit younger than 17. But I've heard from so many parents of middle grade kids who are like, this is their favorite book. Right. Oh. And like he's writing about black kids. He's writing to black kids. He's But he's not writing only for black kids. Mm-hmm. And so like lots of white kids like his shit. Lots of Asian kids like his shit. Like he's just talking to young people about young people. So he has a ton of books. I, I don't know the exact number. I want to say it's like 17 maybe it's 20 don't get mad if i uh, undersold you he's phenomenal yeah there's another first one jason Jason reynolds Reynolds. there's another woman her name is mary hk Choi. another author crush totally hot babe very cool she's um she writes a little bit older so they call this like new adult but it's basically college aged characters which i like a hair above young adult hair above young adult which i think for someone who's 17 that's what you want to be reading. Great. If you're 17, you don't want to be reading about 17 year olds because you're like, it's going to feel too young. Yeah. But Mary's, she writes beautifully. She's such an incredible writer that I think if it's someone, a young person who likes books, who likes words, who's interested in good stories, yeah. I think Mary's incredible. She's also been on the show. She's gorgeous. She's Korean. She's so smart. She's also like kind of brash and funny. She's friends with uh, Marrow from Jesus and Marrow. Like yeah. she also writes adults, nonfiction articles and stuff. And she's, so cool. Like I marry so hard. I love her. Um, Mary Choi, number two. Yeah, Mary H.K. Choi. Who else do we have? Okay, I'm going to give you a bunch of other authors who have a lot of texts so you could kind of go through. So there's Nick Stone. She writes middle grade and young adult. Angie Stone, uh, Angie Stone, Angie Thomas, who wrote um, The Hate You Gave, which they made a movie. (gasps) So Angie and Nick are best friends. There's another writer who writes a little with like thrillers. Like if your kid's more into like thrillery things, her name is Tiffany D. Jackson. She has a book that came out last year called Grown that was sort of about like the R. Kelly, like a fictionalized version of like oh. how a kid. So she's writing like way more intense stuff, but for a younger audience. So wow. like if you have a mature kid, like I, Tiffany's so cool. I've never met her. I've never interacted with her. Her books are really good. Yeah. She gets it. Her book called Monday's Not Coming is one of my favorite young adult books. And then the last one I'll give you for now is Jenny Lee wrote a book called Anna Kay, which is a modern day adaptation of Anna Karenina set in like New York City gossip oh, girl shit. vibes. That's fine. So that one I loved. Yeah. Jenny's also been on the show. So great. She's hella fun. That's a bunch. But yeah, but yeah no, no, that was really good. Google Jason. <laughs> Tell him I sent Matter you. Matter of fact, I want to see Jason right <laughs> oh now. Oh my God. You have to hear him talk. Listen to his voice. It's just, he's just all the things. Even my husband was like, we have a crush on him. Did you know that, see, I knew I read something about this. All Boys Aren't Blue has been um, optioned for television by Gabrielle Union. A That's lot of these it. things have yeah. been optioned. Who's the author? George. 
Jo- George M. Johnson. I was going to say George Jackson, but that's a totally yeah. different person. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I, I saw something about that. Boy There's so much good YA out like for young people. And a lot, I don't love books for young people personally. Cause I just, that's not, a, I was reading adult books as a kid. That's the other thing. Tell your friend, a lot of young people can read adult books. A lot of adult books yeah. are appropriate. Like they're not most Aside from maybe like an erotic book, yeah. there's not that much stuff that's too old for a 17-year-old unless you know your kid is like super naive or like super right. young. But for the most part at 17, you're going to go to college. Like you're – You can you can learn you know about – all the topics. Yeah. Like I was reading about like freaking murderers and like Columbine and <laughs> all that kind of stuff in, high, in college. You yeah. know, like – so I feel like – that's something you have to gauge. But mm-hmm. most fiction doesn't, fiction is like really prude. It doesn't really even deal with sex in a way. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, also. Unless it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. But the, the other Which thing I think is the book you wanted to read for her show, if I'm not mistaken. You're like, oh, why can't it? it be like Fifty Shades of Grey or something? Because then I could watch the movie. Yeah. yeah instead. <laughs> the one thing I, this is the one last thing I'll say to parents of kids. I get asked this a lot and my kids aren't old enough, but this is what I've heard from librarians and teachers is let your kids read whatever they want to read, mm. even if you think it's not a book. Yeah. Even if you think a graphic novel or a comic book isn't a book, don't be elitist Mm. to your kids reading yeah if they're picking up a book they're picking up a book whether it's a book about the video game they like to play or a book that you know and love or if it's walt whitman or someone you've never heard of let them pick up the book and read it and Mm. leave them alone yeah and also audiobooks are reading so don't tell your kid that they have to read a book on a page like that's very ableist and that whole thing is it's really it's toxic so just let your kids read they don't have to like what you like you don't have to sit down and talk about every book they read just let them read yeah Yeah. and even if they're reading things that are like too sexual or violent or whatever for them it's probably a lot better than whatever they'd be watching on tv anyway just gonna say whatever they see with their eyes at least their imagination is forming these pictures yeah so that's my advice to parents even though i know i'm not there yet so i might change when i get there but no i think that's good advice yeah yeah the other meme i had for you was uh and I felt kind of alone because people didn't respond. And I'm praying now that I know there's an age difference in you guys too. Okay. I'm praying that you're here with me. Okay. Okay. Oh. The meme says, some of you never had to read a hundred books for a personal pan pizza. Of and course. it shows. Of course. <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Tracy, do they still do that? Is I the- don't know. I'm I'm a little aged out. But- oh my God. We have got to find out if the Pizza Hut personal pan reading it's list pizza plan is still. I'm think- sure they're still doing it, but they're probably getting like PlayStation 5s now. Yeah, they're probably yeah. getting, getting like-, like better things than like a McFlurry. No right. offense. Love a McFlurry. McFlurry. Sign yeah. me up. <laughs> Would read zero books to get a McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> Would read every book to get a McFlurry. So it maybe is still happening, but you participated in this. Did you always get your pan pizza? Like were you like- I actually don't know that I ever participated okay. in that. But I do know that I always did like the summer reading extra credit list. I do know that Scholastic Book Fair was a big deal. A big deal. You can also get Jonathan Taylor Thomas posters. They still do it. Oh, they do. Your her kids asked for money recently. And I was like, they still do book fairs. I think as we age out, maybe not so much you, Tracy, because it's kind of more your world. Yeah. I see kids reading less and less. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see them on Game Boys. I see them on iPads. I see them. She said Game Boy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was like, yeah, they're on those Game Boys. Actually, those I'm kids a lot more hip than you are. You don't know about the new inch and a half Tamagotchi Game Boys that came out on the keychains? <gasps> oh, I'll let your kids ask for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, it was all I'm over not going to let my kids ask. I want a Tamagotchi. It's not a Tamagotchi, but oh. it's Game Boy the size of a Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a Tamagotchi. I was like, it let has me a kill this hour. little monster in a few days. It has oh, a two-hour battery yeah. life. Like, Game Boys are a thing okay, again. We're not as old cool. as I sounded yet. Remember we used to have Tetris tournaments on the Game Boys on vacation? I was bad at Tetris, so I was right. not Maybe it was me I and Brady. Were you good, good at Texas? What? Tetris? I'm still good at Tetris. I play on my phone. I'm an adult and I suck at Tetris still. Don't, it's not how my don't brain suck works. at Tetris. Yeah, mine either. That's well, wild. that's how my brain works. See, we're all smart. colors, shapes. I don't read, but I do play Tetris well. <laughs> yeah, your brain is quick. <laughs> a nonetheless, a your genius. brain is quick nonetheless. All right, so maybe they're still doing the personal pan pizza. We have no idea, but the uh, Scholastic Book Fair is still in. It's a thing. <laughs> What time is it? It's question time. What time is it? It's, it's question, question time. time. Hey, I think I like the unison question hey. time you guys have. That's Thank a you. thing. Yeah. Ash, why don't you start? Okay. My question for you is, what are three books by people of color that you think are must-reads? Can we make them maybe women of color? Okay. But all time period or or this year or in the last few? Like, is there mm. any... If you're speaking to someone like me who doesn't read often, but you're listening, these are the three books by women of color that you should definitely read. What okay. would you say? So yeah. I'm going to do an annoying thing. I'm going to preface this. <laughs> I like to give book recommendations to people specifically because I take book recommending very seriously. <laughs> okay. Like I, I like some people are like, oh, you should read this. It's great. And I'm like, that person's not going to like that. Yeah. I've recommended enough books to enough people that I take it pretty seriously. <laughs> okay. So that being it said. It is only your whole job. Well, it's my whole job. It's my whole life. Like yeah. nothing feels better to me than being like, you should read this book. And then the person reads the book and is like, I loved that. Like yeah. that to me is that's life. my ASMR. Yeah. Okay, yeah. like I'm like, go, boo. It's go. very gratifying. <laughs> so that being said, I think my, I'm going to give you one old book, older okay. book. It's called Sula by Toni Morrison. Mm. It's great. It's about two friends, the evil friend and the good girlfriend. We'll set it up that way. Yeah. Sula and Nell. And it's like about women and relationships. And it's just so good. There's a lot that happens. It's also short. So if you're not into books, you're not sure. It's, good. it's a vibe. <laughs> Love that for okay. us. Good. That's number one. Okay. Number two, I'll give you a book called Heads of the Colored People by Nafisa Thompson Spire. Okay. It's a short story collection. Okay. It came out, I think, in 2018. It's so good. I'm cheating. I'm giving you two here. Two different books here. Two different short story collections. The other one is called The Secret Lives of Church Ladies by Disha Filia. That's also being adapted. Is that what you yes. know? Yeah, yep. it's being adapted. <laughs> yeah. I'm suggesting for people who aren't super into reading, I'm giving you short stories because they're digestible. You could read yeah. one and you could spend 20 minutes or whatever. And then you never have to worry about yeah. who's this character. And if you pick it up in a month, great. And then for my third pick, I'm going to give you some nonfiction because that's my bag. But I'm going to give you... To make a good pick, you guys. I'm so stressed out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to invite her back at the end of the season when we've read them. Uh, maybe the end of season five. <laughs> Ashley's never gonna read these. I, well, one Ashley, I don't know. I, you'll read I'll it. Audio book yeah. for sure. Um, okay, audiobook. What can I do? What can I do? I'm gonna give you one of my all time favorite books. I don't know that everyone's going to love this, but it's called The Warmth of Other Suns. It's by Isabel Wilkerson. Her book that just came out last year is called Cast. And I think a lot of people, I was like on Oprah's list or whatever. Mm -hmm. But The Warmth of Other Suns pretty much changed my life. Um, mm. It's about the black migration. So it's nonfiction. It's history. It's really beautifully written. It's a huge book. It's a big undertaking. So if you want kind of a challenge, this is what I'm suggesting. But it's all about 
She follows three different people from wherever they grew up in the South and to wherever they went in the North and the West. Wow. But like people from Florida and Georgia went to New York. People from like Mississippi and Alabama went to to Chicago Chicago. and people from Louisiana, Texas and went and ended up going West. Yeah. My grandma was from Louisiana too. I know. She went West. It's an incredible book. Like of what it means to be black in California, of what it means to be American black as opposed to a black immigrant into mm-hmm. this country because mm-hmm. there's a big difference. And of course I knew that, but it made me understand it in a different mm-hmm. way. And why we're so different. And why exactly. And like, it's probably not super accessible to everybody because it is such a big undertaking, but the reading, the writing is great. It's yeah. just, yeah. are you going to be intimidated by a 600 page book? Right. I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Sorry, that's heavy. But it's not a, no, probably but, yeah. not as intimidating audio. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in that, you'll have to take a listen to that. I heard you say a couple times that audiobooks are still reading. Yes. And then in the same, not in the same breath, but in another breath, you mentioned to parents not to judge what their kids are picking up. Yeah. I have to admit that I'm new to audiobooks mm-hmm. since the pandemic mm. and was exactly the person that thought if you listened to an audiobook, you didn't read it. I used to be like that too. Where where does that come from? What elitist mindset is that? Ableist is what it is. What's ableist mean? Ableist means like you believe something is something because of your physical ability. Like there are people who are disabled who can only, Mm. who maybe can't focus or they're blind or whatever. Or maybe they have ADHD and they can't focus on the words. Or maybe they have astigmatism and their eyes hurt. Or maybe they stare at a screen too long or whatever. So they can take in their books through their ears. Then there are people who are deaf and they have to read off a page, let's say, or they, or whatever, whatever it looks like. Yeah. But like, there are different reasons that people read differently. Just like I think when we were growing up as kids, we talked about like different learning styles. Are you auditory? Are you visual? Right. The same thing, those same things are true for adults, right? Just because you're out of school. So maybe you, maybe you can read totally fine and you don't have any vision problems and you can read off a page, but you learn better through listening. So like all of that, all of that stuff about like, oh, you're not reading if you didn't read it with your eyes. That is ableist. So that's what we would call that. And it's just, I mean, I think there have been studies that have said that people remember and retain just as much in general from reading with their eyes as they do from reading with their ears. So it's not a thing like, oh, you know, and for me, I know that I read better with my eyes. So I do listen to audiobooks. But like if I'm reading for the show, I try to read off the page because I know that I can retain it better. Yeah. But that's a me thing. If yeah. it was the opposite, I certainly would listen. And I I think about a third of the books I read a little bit less, maybe 25% of the books I read a year are audio. It's. I agree. I personally know that I do retain more when I read off the page. But there's something that's great about reading three books a month, four books a month, right. instead of one. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it fills me up and I get more information and maybe I may not remember as much, but guess what? I also have the ability to just go back and quickly reference it. Yeah. To like go to the track and be like, let me listen to yeah. this again. Yeah. yeah. Or hit the 15 second b- back because I tuned out. Like, how often are we reading and you get like two pages and you're like, my what mind was somewhere. Read? Let me go back. Right. And on the audio, I'm just like, click, click, click. Right. Because people act like they don't do that when they're reading off the page. I'm like, there are so many times where I'll be like 10 pages into a book and I'll be like, I have to start over. I was not, not paying attention. Paying attention. Yeah. But that's the same thing that happens on audiobooks. Like it's all the same. People yeah. just decide that reading looks like one thing versus another. And then yeah. if you do it that way, but it, that's all bullshit. I can be snobby about books for sure. Cause that's like my world. 
But also, I understand that if I want to talk to other people about books, I've got to be able to meet them on their level. And I have to say, the thing that's nice about my show is like, I get to talk to all sorts of different people who write about different things. So I'm always the stupidest person in the conversation because they're the expert on the thing, right? So I get to go in with like genuine questions. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to learn something, which I love. Like more than books, I just really like to learn. Like I'm curious about the world. And so that's really fun for me. Yeah. All right, last question before we get out of here. Uh-huh. Tracy. Yes. This is a good old Ask Ashley question. Oh, God. I'm just thoughtless. Maybe not about books. Okay. Maybe not about anything particular, but like, do you pee in the shower? Yes. You do? Is that bad? Do people not do that? No, I pee in the shower. I wash my feet, though, also, and my legs with soap directly. <laughs> I'm not white. Ash, do you pee in the shower? I love to pee in the shower. Me Sometimes too. I make a, a, a conscious effort to hold my pee to like, <laughs> in the shower. Wait, are there people like, who it's like don't pee the in the shower? Yeah. It's like, oh. I'm about to take a shower, but there's also a toilet. But you know what? I'm getting in the shower. I'm about to get in the shower. Let's do it there. I don't know that I've ever made the conscious choice, but I I certainly, I'm sure I have. Like, I, I don't have any, I didn't know people didn't pee in the shower. Okay, so now... Just another question. I don't poop Is in the shower. No, that's <laughs> okay. nice. gross. I feel like you can get Ebola that way or something. I don't even know. You have? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard my drunkest night of my I life story? you were story? in a bathtub. Oh, well, this. technically, okay. but it was a shower bathtub. Oh, I need okay. this oh, this is a good story. Yeah. It's a disgusting story. So basically, this was my first night out after having Charlie. Oh. It was also the night before Father's Day. But felt like a good idea at the moment i go out i drink entirely too much my friends drop me off on the doorstep in like nine months i haven't drank in more than nine months because i think charlie charlie was born in march father's day is in june so you figure three months after yeah uh, like a full year of not drinking I go out and drink more than probably I drink normally before having a child, but felt like it was good. Deshaun's like, oh, he's like putting me in the shower. And so I'm like sitting in the shower and I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, And then it's like, you know, how like you fart. And I thought that's all it was. You thought it was coming out this side. No, I thought no, I was just thought was farting. And she was pooping. <laughs> I was shitting. No, she wasn't even no, sharding. Like solid shits are like loose. Well, there's water. So imagine sitting in the bathtub, but with the shower on. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I feel bad. And I'm like, oh, this is a fart. <laughs> let me let and it out. Because sometimes it. that would make you feel better. Oh, no. And then you're like, oh. and then I'm like, <laughs> and I kind of look down and I'm like, Oh, no. Oh, shit. And the same thing. Deshaun's like coming to check on me, but we had like a shower curtain or whatever. And, and like he pulls it like a little. I'm like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And he can smell, he can smell it. And he's I have like, what shit. are you doing? Yeah. And then he looked and he's like, Oh my god! <laughs> the po- the fact that he stayed with me after this lets you know that he actually loves me we because have Charlie- that's disgusting. We have Charlie to thank for that. 
Yeah. He that's... probably went in and held that little baby like, mommy is ridiculous. Mommy is disgusting. <laughs> mommy is Mommy is a control. disgusting. I can get you a new mommy if you need one. Okay. <laughs> this mommy shits in the bathtub. It's disgusting. <laughs> so that's my shitting in the in the shower story. Oh my God. Well, at least we all feel good about the fact that we pee in the shower and don't have to feel bad about it. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing to feel bad about. Well, I've also asked, I think we've asked the question, would you pee in the shower if your partner... No. Oh, see, we definitely pee in the shower. We don't even use the bathroom in the same time. Like, I will not go in the bathroom if Jake's in there. He, You give him his own moment. I do not like, I don't even, if the door is open, it's, why is the door open? Close the door. Like, I do, I will not go in. Ash, thanks for having, bringing another one of your favorite people in your life to our our sofa. Um, hey. For all the people listening, Tracy, where can they, we've said it a million times, but where yeah. can they find you again? Find the podcast, The Stacks, anywhere you get your podcast. Find the Instagram at The Stacks Pod, Twitter at The Stacks Pod underscore, super annoying, and thestackspodcast.com. Also, she has some exclusive bonus episodes on Patreon. I do. I have a Patreon, The Stacks, patreon.com slash The Stacks. Honestly, thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you guys for having me, Ashley and Ashley. Of course. Honored to be here. Finally made the cut. Took a while. Chase and Charlie got here before me. Deshaun, <laughs> fucking Kadisha and Malika. I feel like Quentin and Ezra are probably here yeah. first. But I made it. I finally made it. You know? It was only it. because you were too amazing. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever the excuse is. I'm here now. Yeah. I think I beat Kevin Hart. You did. You did. Yeah. Ooh. That's major. Awesome, mm-hmm. you guys. And for sure, definitely, she gave us so many amazing recommendations. Yeah. Please, if you're a mother, pick them up for your kids. If you are like Ashley and I, who are going to improve our reading um check out one of the ones she did and no, i feel yeah. like we owe tracy at least one good re- book review at some point i think i'm season. gonna read sula because i actually when i used to read i used to be a reader this is the thing wow yeah i used to be an avid reader and then i stopped but i um Toni Morrison is a favorite of mine, so I think I never read Sula. So I think that is Sula's what I'm so going good. to give and myself. And it's short. I think it's 164, 184 pages. I think I pages. can do that. All right. that all right, all right, all right, all right. We got to go. Okay. Bye. You got a flight to catch, don't you? I do. All right. Oh my God. Bye. Bye. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ask Ashley Podcast. And if you want to connect with us, you can find our website at www.askashleypodcast.com. If you're looking to connect with us personally, you can find me, Ashley W., at Dear Young Queen. And you can find Ashley N. at Ashley North Style.